0: Everyone to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Roberts, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon.
1: Catherine, it's such an honor
0: to have you. It's hard to believe that it's been a year and you're back. Well, almost two years, I think. Has it been? But it's been delightful because you've been busy and I certainly too have been busy. Well, for those of you that are not
1: familiar with Catherine Dang, she is a scholar and an academic. You bring so much context to the political discourse, because obviously you're a historian, a scholar of primary sources, and you've written volumes on history. And for those of you that don't know, Catherine is invited by... Nations now by different countries in South America to expound on ideas of history, government, and education. So we're so honored to have you here with us today.
0: Well, again, it's my pleasure to be invited to speak on those topics that pertain to all men and nations historically. Well, I think what's compelling
1: about every conversation I have with you, and I hope our listening audience. Recognizes your name now and says, I got to listen to this. It's Catherine. But this concept of the political discourse can make people crazy and want to disengage, bury their head in the sand. I don't want to hear it. But if they understood the principles that govern, the governmental principles that are instrumental in understanding and explaining what's happening politically, right, which we're not going to get into that today, but explaining what's happened throughout history, all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. There is so much that I can easily access and understand and change the trajectory, not just of my life, but of my relationships and of my spheres of influence. And the transformation that that can bring about and facilitate in our nation is unbelievable, actually.
0: Well, again, I I would differentiate between political and governmental. And this is where we go awry or astray in every nation of the past and present. And history records the things that we need to avoid if we're going to thrive or exist and not lose our nations and things and principles that engage and sustain our nations and all the nations of past and present need to know principles of Good government. So
1: let's get really kind of practical here. We think when I think of world history of certainly I think of the beginning of recorded time and we get into all the biblical narratives of men and nation civilizations and the narrative of how they documented that God worked in the lives of men in those nations. But for all practical
0: purposes, let's start with you. the so called greats of history, the great civilizations as they're referred to, that really swallow up territory that is, that belongs not to them, but to their neighbors. And historically, they began to expand themselves over other nations and enslave other nations. The great ones that we know of are Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome. And they expanded themselves from the smallest of territories or empires into where we had wide-range imperial power of all nations under Rome. And so what is that? It's built on the life of slaves, and the liberty of a few. And this is against the laws of what I refer to as nature, that innate inborn realization that men are made to be free and not slaves. The one who created us, the creator, has given us the natural liberty of not to be imposed, but government by consent. And as I Mentioned politics is about advancing power, scheming, ambition for power. Government is about advancing liberty and the political expression of that. Is- Government is about protecting liberty. Okay. Protecting the, the idea that men can be governed according to their conscience, according to self-evident truth in every human heart. We are bound by our common humanity. And that's why we have invitations from leaders in other countries about how to keep their nations free. Now, you're so there's an uprise,
1: and there's a great demand for you now in South America, for example.
0: The demand comes from, please help us educate ourselves so that we can sustain our nations and not slip into the character and practice of slavery or slaves. Okay,
1: this is so exciting because I want our listening audience to know that we have so much to celebrate this 4th of July. This tension and the confusion, chaos, and disease that we're seeing among governments and the political expression of the confusion, chaos, and disease that's taking place among governments. Let's talk about our own backyard. Is crazy. However, we do have a constitution that protects these tenants and we're watching in a very real drama this tension, if you will, this conflict play out. But we do we are a nation of laws. Well, there's good law and there's bad law. The point is that there are nations, our South American neighbors, for example, that are calling on people like you that are scholars and academics in these concepts of government and education and history that are saying, can you come and teach us? And by the way, you just spoke to like 600 pastors and businessmen and educators because they're concerned as is much of our demographic, much of our population here in America, about what do we do with
0: the mess we're all in? Well, the mess comes from the idea of, shall we say, being ignorant of those principles I refer to as the purpose of government. And government is designed, designed with the purpose of protecting life and liberty and all that we produce from our lives for ourselves ourselves and for again our own needs as well as those of our neighbors so i refer again to the idea that america is a political miracle after why 6000 years of tyranny and despotism we found and discover that unless men are free their nations cannot be free liberty came out of the gospel of the historic christ that we know appeared and changed the direction of history by changing the individual a real change not external reform or laws but change his own way of governing himself
1: well, I always say that's when a new world order was ushered in, is at that point in history, because all the Egyptians, the Assyrians, Babylonians, the Greeks, the Romans, they'd exhausted all of their resources, and in the fullness of time, this person walks, 30-year-old guy, right, walks on the world stage and says, wait, no, 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 I am, this is who I am, this is where I've been, and if you look back in history, I fulfill that. So even the history of liberty is amazing.
0: Well, yes, exactly, and we're thinking about the idea of man's fall. Historically, we can witness the idea of fall, of a fall or decline in our nature and when i when i think about man falling what did he fall from and again revelation teaches us that we fell from our original condition which was uncorrupted which was untouched by evil but because of our tendency as man to choose decide then there was a choice made that affected infected all of humanity and the loving God sent us a deliverer from that bondage to corruption the story of history then is Calvary is the cross absolutely Uh, because the power to overcome that corruption came through Jesus Christ when we invite him to be our governor That when we are governed by his power, not our own energy, which is weakened by our own corruption. It's interesting because when you think of, we're talking about the person
1: of the historic Christ as an ambassador of liberty to secure freedom. That is the context of which we're talking about it. But when you talk about him as a religious leader, right, if you will, which I don't know if I would define him as that. It's not what we do, it's what we surrender to, it's what we accept, that this is a very real transaction that happened at that juncture in history, and the fruit and the product of that life, that teaching, was a fulfillment of 4,000 years of recorded history, and what he unleashed in time was a force field, power, and authority that people can access to self-govern. He restored something,
0: that sacrifice restored something, it's a mystery. Well, he came into history because he was sent uh, to be again that person who could give to every individual the capacity, the spirit of God Himself, if, by consent of the individual to be led by. The power of that he has given us through his spirit. In fact, the Bible says that where the spirit of God, the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And we're talking about freedom from our own wills, from our own appetites, from our own depravity. Exactly. And that's the first step of realization that we needed a divine helper. And he sent that helper through Jesus Christ. And when he left this life, he left behind that capacity to be ruled by God himself, by his word. Real strength is having
1: the courage to look at ourselves and realize that all of our best intentions yield very limited results. And there's something inside that's just broken. But I think it is not... Common. It's not unusual for people to discuss this kind of internal conflict that we all understand about self-governing and translate it into both what happened among institutions of faith and political expression of all those things. And you're uniquely qualified to address that.
0: Well, as a student and reader of history of, of over... 50 years, and a teacher of such, I realize that there is the reality and corroborative evidence that mankind, on his own energy, cannot free himself Mm -hmm. from the wounds, from the harm done from those of the past and the ones that are even committing today. And when I think of nations today, I think of my invitations to teach these principles and how to again, open themselves up to real change, not only of their nation, but first beginning with themselves, to be educated in those divine laws of nature, of how to preserve and sustain their own personal lives, as well as the life of their own nation. They realize they're in trouble. They realize that they're at the end of their rope, just as Rome came to the end of its rope. And there was a rescue, and it began in the hearts of men to turn their... said no more. Yeah, no more. But they were ready to receive. And I'm finding out that across the world, because we are one humanity, there's that one desire and cry, not just for help, but for deliverance from the... Well, as you would say, and very truly, confusion, chaos, and disease. It's upon us. It's glo- It's not just national, it's global. And the political body is suffering because, as you say, the body keeps score. Well, our nation, our national bodies are keeping score. And the destruction and the violence and the cruelty and all the horrors. The idolatry, the self-centeredness, the I need, it, I want, I all deserve of all of it. Yeah. Multiply. That the answer is in the foundation of that nation to be rebuilt upon first the home. The family is the foundation of all nations. And we address that. We address the idea of how to educate the next generation from the home into all other institutions every social worker today secular or otherwise will always tell you the home is where all the problems begin and the wonderful story is the home is where solutions are found where they begin it's still the find, most powerful source of influence right well not only that it's meant to be it right? was designed to be the one who created us knows how to sustain our families in life that's marriage and family and children are his ideas If your family, if you're listening to us today
1: and you are deeply concerned about the state of affairs, what's happening in America, and if your families are hemorrhaging, your marriages are wounded, your relationship with your children is severed. We just want to encourage you today that as you step into this place of rest and reconcile the conflict that you have within yourself, the fruit of that in the lives in your spheres of influence, beginning with your own health, your own well-being. Your relate your intimate relationships, that with your spouse, your children, or your parents, is just transformative, and it is all rooted on these principles that we certainly communicate and teach in our six week course. We're
0: designed for liberty, yes. We're designed for it. We were, and we went awry. We went astray, uh, out of ignorance, out of shall we say, even the shelter of uh, innocence. So now we have our way back to what we were meant to be as human beings and not to live with the diseases that are physical but first because they are in within ourselves, our spirit. Our spirits are are or killing the human spirit to live, to even to even will to live anymore. We're bleeding, our hearts are hemorrhaging, as you would say, from brokenness and are and if we're going to deal with the mental health issue, understanding
1: these principles, it's not mainstream thinking, but I'm telling you, it is the most transformative approach that we can access for very little resources and bring about change in our homes, in our relationships, and in our
0: nation. Well, the problem is spiritual first, and people are coming to that idea, but they're, they're seeking areas that really are not primary, and I want to like what challenge you? Well, they're going to the, the the wrong sources for shall we say correction. And I I submit to you as an individual, you need to seek your own and be responsible for your own health, and to go to the book of life and on your own, not depending on someone to tell you. You must reason for your own selves as to what is true, and how do I find it, and who will guide me into it. Help me reason. And I submit to you that what Virginia and REST proposes is the first important step. In what way? Because you meet truth as an individual. Uh, You mean we meet them where they're at, specifically? Exactly. And when I'm invited, I go where regular people are. I don't go to the top. I go to where the problems begin, in the mm-hmm. home, in the school, in the heart and of individuals, not just facts and, and information, but things that are pertaining to all of life and living, not just to have worldly success. What is it Jesus said? What profit us if we gain the whole world and lose our own souls? And that's the part that goes on. The Bible tells us the Bible is weary and worn and tired and weakened over years, but the soul has a life of its own. What has surprised you? What have you
1: encountered speaking throughout all these other nations and specifically and centralized right now in South America of all things? What's the number one thing that has surprised What What has surprised you the most?
0: That we're all the same, in a sense, that we long for and have within ourselves the same eternal desires for, again, life to live as we're meant to live. Mm -hmm. And the sorrow, the grief, the brokenness, the divorces, the abuses, the abandonment is universal, and there is a universal cure. Uh, It's spiritual, and you don't find it in medicine you don't you don't find it in physical cure and i think you have to come to that realization that we all need again divine help you said something that shocked me but i
1: heard the tone of what you told me in an interview a recent interview of a correspondent a news correspondent or a politician, I think, in one South American country, and they said, we have many forms of socialism in this country. There's over 40 forms of socialism. You said to me, they're all steeped in socialism. They're all buried in socialism, but they don't know it. And that's where part of their paralysis comes from. But they're still life because they're looking for you. So they're looking for freedom. What does that mean?
0: Well, we say our worst enemy is our ignorance, and we're untaught. And so our education has to deal with the inward part as well as the outward part, and how they are one and the same, in a sense they're, they're connected. So they need to hear the history of God working in history, that God loves the world, and the world being the people of the world, and He has... A message she has truth that they can apply and use and be free, free and be free and to be governed without being in bondage to others you how know, does the corruption of governments
1: and how does the political corruption play into the well,
0: house well political corruption comes in when the people are not self-governed they're not governing the governed governors. And this is the miracle of America, is the people govern the rulers. The rulers do not govern the people. And that was turning the world upside down. How does that happen? Well, when you learn how to govern yourself by the principles of life, uh, by self-government, by self-evident truth that is innate to us, to obey it. You know, what is bondage? It's what Paul says, that that which I love... I don't do that which I hate. Is what I do do now. That's bondage, and I'm we, enslaved by that. That's right. We have no power over the things we should not do. I always say the exception
1: is. It's interesting because we're both immigrants, right? You from Asia, me from South America, and your family specifically—they escaped the Mao regime.
0: Well, not only escaped, they they came to the United States before it ever started. And but so- months, right? Years, yeah, about oh, a year years. or so, yes. And it's again, I believe there's a, a providence that works that gives us liberty, whether physical or political, but mainly because God has a plan to invite you to Him. He invites you. Well, the you. point
1: is that that's why I think so many people want to come to America. The exceptionalism that is America are these ideas that are secured by a constitution.
0: And, and the, protect, that it protects the liberty of the people to institute a government to protect their well-being. But you see, the founders of our nation knew the scriptures, and they found the purpose of government being just that. They did not invent the idea; they found the idea as they researched, as they read the scriptures, the book of life, the book of government, the book of economics, the book of education, and that wise, which is what. Is the scriptures the Bible? Is that how the it, ultimately that, the Constitution was exactly? Uh, you say that the you know there's nothing about the Bible in the Constitution. All the ideas in the Constitution are directly from the scriptures. And so, when we're educated in that way concerning all things, the truth and principles of life and living in every area, then we are governed by that, and there is minimal external control that displaces tyranny. The only answer to to slavery is again truth. The truth makes the people free to be governed without the bondage of of men. It protects itself.
1: Yeah. I can see that relational, emotional, and spiritual truth are instrumental to begin the pilgrimage of understanding how to immediately begin to self govern and how to displace the confusion, chaos, and dis-ease that perhaps is paralyzing you or is afflicting your family and your spheres of influence. But I do believe that advancing these principles and communicating these ideas becomes instrumental in healing, not just the hemorrhaging heart of our nation, but evidently by the fact they're inviting you to speak, our neighbors, our South American neighbors.
0: And again, this is by design. I believe North and South America are really physically connected and meant to be connected to advance liberty. Uh, I don't know any place in the world where, shall we say, the scriptures are as freely understood as in North and South America. I realize that. And they're ready, their soil, their hearts are warm and tender and receptive. To me, that's an indication of uh, the hand of God in our nations to be friends. It's a fulfillment of the design, fi- geographic design, political design, and our friends are our neighbors. This the, the Latin Americans and Canada. Yep, we have several
1: people in Canada,
0: and when, when I went on that mission, medical
1: mission trip to Peru. There was a segment of time where there was a lot of preparation before we got started and opened the clinic, and I decided to literally speak and address people who couldn't even write or read. But when I communicated these principles, these universal principles, meaning we all share them and they're self-evident and they speak to our natural affection as human beings, it was an amazing thing to see they were hanging on my every word. And the question was, can you come back and teach us? They're hungry. How do we, they're starving and you don't need to know how to read. You don't need to know how to write. What we need to do is have meaningful rest conversations where we intentionally teach people that What's happening in America, what's happening in the world is no different than what has happened to civilizations throughout history. And that is this tension, right, between what's true and what's not, what's light and what's dark, between power and control. Will the power be given and remain and protected where it was placed by design, and that's in the hands of people, or will it be these despotic governments that will rule us and that is the tension and we're seeing now because it's become commonplace to speak to learn about and to understand the information is accessible to all of us Mm -hmm. that there are a handful of people and powers that be that are doing the same thing that has been done throughout history Uh, and that's to get and keep
0: power right we found a way we're all that way totally and we have found a way to check and balance and to keep any one of us from going in that Direction. With, with that direction, whether we're on top or bottom of the of the pile. And I want to add again that there's the healing of the heart or it's the soul, mind, that I think rest has uncovered in a biblical approach and reasoning. Because mm-hmm. you're teaching them to reason from within, not from without. And because God made them able to do that. They're we're all gifted with those powers that we have not used or taught to use. And that's what education is to is to, to cultivate in you the capacity to reason for yourself these things and come to these conclusions on your own. And the consequence is life giving. Absolutely. We're life giving ideas. We've been drinking the or eating the diet of secularism where we're being poisoned inside and out. And that is even an assault to the conscience of every individual because we're a spirit working through a
1: soul in a body. So anything that sucks out the life of the spiritual
0: realities of your life is going to slowly destroy you. Exactly. Again, our political bodies are telling us there's something wrong in our spirit the human spirit of that nation and every one of us have a nation to be stewards and keepers of so there you have
1: it as a historian a scholar of primary sources. Your work is unbelievable. And honestly, I've not read anything like it. Natalie's going to put resources up for people. But I think what you've taught me is that nations heal when people can grasp, understand, and stand on these principles. The leaders are few. The people are many. Yes. We need to rise up and use the power and authority that we have. Our conscience bears witness. I believe that's true. History bears witness. History bears witness. Thank you so much, Catherine. We're going to put information to Catherine's website so you can access the curriculum and all the information on the link. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Catherine.
0: My pleasure. Always. (laughs)